Hi there, and welcome to the I'll Try That podcast. As per usual, I'm joined by Mr. Joseph Druitt. Hello. Um, and Mr. Matthew Barber. Hi, everybody. Um, and this week, we are heading um, to Bristol um, to sample Wiper and True Craft Beer. Um, but first, I'm handing over to Mr. Druitt, um, who's going to be talking through our hop topic today. Right. Well, I've got a, a hope to be quite an interesting one I'm piecing together from a couple of different sources. Um, so we're heading to South Manchester to a the Didsbury Sports Ground, which is a sports club that has like, you know, rugby football pitches, yeah. on, right? Something that's kind of in the community. Um, and they just had their um, their license for, they've been basically, they've made plans. They've, they've, they've put plans into the council to try and get like a beer festival happening Classic. on their grounds, right? And so you think, okay, well, all right, they must have good reasoning of why the council have rejected this. Mm. Basically, the the um, the neighbours have come up in arms, were absolutely astonished that the Disney Sports Sports Ground even considered trying to put this thing across. Because basically, I mean, the nerve, <laughs> the absolute nerve, on them. real inconsiderate of them. Because apparently, in their uh, in their, they've had events before where, and I quote, um, you know, people were climbing on top of cars. Um, so. <laughs> Okay. So the, the licensing committee have heard from from neighbours of the area of just how previous events run by said sports club has seen unruly behaviour by drunk patrons. So the very idea of a of a, of a beer festival has kind of set these neighbours up in arms to go running well, to the. They're sports people. Surely it's just going to be full of energy. They want to, you know, they it's going to have an outlet somewhere, and presumably if they have a craft beer festival, they'll be taken away from their normal sporting endeavours, and and so they might do a bit of bit of climbing or something yeah exactly exactly so i heard i heard erdinger were sponsoring the event and they had to pull out because it was sports (laughs) so it sounds too sporty for us as the (laughs) world's leading sports beverage (laughs) Um, so um Sorry, Josh, just no, no. I was going to say, I once, um, I once went to a, um, it was, it was an engagement party at, um, it was at, it was at a, it was at a rugby club, so like a local, they they rented out the sports hall and everything like that. And I was just, I always, this sign has stuck with me forever. That was positioned behind behind the bar, um, that them you were not allowed to serve Jaeger bombs until after eight o'clock. Um, oh. And what I, I've always wondered what was the series of events that led up to that rule being put in place that Jaeger bombs were not allowed until after eight I, in I the sports hall. You can you know, only have to imagine. Well, you can only imagine, <laughs> but that seemed eminently sensible to me. I would just, Jaeger bombs should actually just be condemned to room one hundred and one, shouldn't they? <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> absolute pure evil. But um, yeah, that sounds kind of sensible. I reckon. <laughs> and what but, time did you um, have a Jaeger bomb? <laughs> oh, we were event. well. Well, that's well. That's the worst point. We weren't going to get Jaeger bombs until we were told we weren't until we, until we weren't allowed Jaeger bombs until after eight o'clock. So the old reverse psychology. Yeah, that's like that's wet, old, wet paint. Yeah. You went, oh, that's all wet. <laughs> yeah. Oh, don't worry. The plate. Or when or when a waitress hands the plate, that's too hot. That plate's hot. Oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to just go on your word alone. I need to find this out for myself. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I want to know how many cars were they climbing on? Like, was it just one person on a car? Was it multiple people on cars? Um, I, it doesn't go into details of how many cars in the past have been climbed on. But maybe give you a bit of a bit of a kind of an idea. So this is a community-based sports club, right? Mm-hmm. You know, kind of like you were probably describing about that rugby club. You know, yeah. you know, from the photos, it looks like a 
you know, like just an upgraded shed, basically, um, you know, with a car park and some fields from it. Um, there is normally the on license... sale at a discount at these uh, sorts of things, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're not looking exactly. for RRP or something. But the license that they tried to get as an extension for, for their whole of their outdoor space to host said beer festival was up to 5,000 people. So <laughs> this, wow. this seems like <laughs> they were going big yeah. with this beer festival Sorry, idea. I mean, yeah, there's the, the rugby first, seconds, thirds, and fourths there. There's the football first, seconds, thirds, and fourths. Netball, I reckon, <laughs> cricket team. I think there's got to be some kite flyers got going along. The away yes, fans well, coming as yes, well. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone who's ever picked up a ball in any shape or form. <laughs> flooding, <laughs> flooding, flooding to this beer festival. <laughs> so I, I, I'm not wholeheartedly surprised given the track record by the sound of things and what the, what they were asking for. It has. Um, it has an echo of that. Was it that Australian lad? Was it was the American who just had his, his parents went away? He's Australian. He had, yeah, oh, Australian. Yeah, Australian. Yeah, you're talking about like eight thousand yeah. people arrived. <laughs> yeah. Or or or, or it'd be completely the other end of the spectrum. Um, was it Fry Festival? The one which when um it was fire. supposed to be this fire fire festival was meant to be this luxury <laughs> festival out, out in out yeah. in the Caribbean, but it turned into yeah. an absolute disaster, and there was just all these really rich kids complaining that uh, that yeah. they couldn't get they on their private short, jets. I think weren't they? They um yeah. I prefer the yeah. idea of a fry festival. I'm going to put it out yeah. there. You know, you know, a nation all all the chippies come together and yeah. and have yeah. A, yeah. Well, we Event. know who, which, which kind of you know, C list celebrity would be there judging the. I, I think I know who you're going to say. <laughs> <laughs> not this again. Not this again. Not Borders. Oh God! Yeah, Borders was have on. Have I got news for you recently? She's too big. Yeah. She's too big for us now. She's too too big. Have Have you not met her at the dry cleaners yet, Joe? That's the. No, I'm afraid not. I'm I thought that not. was a case of when rather than if. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just I just hang around there every day, but she hasn't crossed cross my path. Yet, <laughs> exactly. you know? yeah. I feel she doesn't go in to get her own stuff. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's just shy. She's, uh, she got a shout out on the she, podcast, and now just like is worried that she's going to blow a chance when she meets us. <laughs> well, actually, when I first said C-list celebrity, it wasn't Borders I was thinking of. I will upgrade her. I think she's definitely an A-list. You were, celebrity, yes, yeah, for sure. You, you know. were thinking actually of was it James O'Brien, the the uh, the, the pie reviewer and um, <laughs> really popular radio host as well. That's it, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Fabulous. Uh, shall we? Um, that's that. Shall we get into it? some. Yeah. Yeah. To, I think that's good. Yeah. We're done with that bit. I'm going to start. Get I'm, some, yeah, let's please. Let's talk please. about why produce. Shall I get my like grumpy old miserable old git moan out of the way? What a silly Don't name! <laughs> <laughs> I really like the beer. Uh, I'm sorry, spoiler alert. Um, I really like the beer, but that, I, it, I've got this thing about names. It's like wiper and true. I, it's I, silly. I, to I quite me. like it. Yeah, I, it's, I've heard. Oh, Richard, counterpoint. Oh, of course, of course he does. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't, hasn't got any reasons. He hasn't thought it through. He's just uh, heard what I said and gone, nah, I'm going opposite to that. Let's, let's have a bit of this. Well, I want to hear his reasons. Oh, come he on. doesn't He's know why I reasons. dislike it yet. Oh, fine, go on. I'll let you go first. It's up to you, please. Me. I think it's quite a catchy and just, it's a catchy and simple name. There's no, there, I don't think you have to think any deeper meaning to it. I just, it rolls off the tongue quite well. And I genuinely remember Wiper and True as a brand. I'd be like, oh, let's get some pints of Wiper in. I think that works. 
It's just unpacking that little bit, slip it there. So you would go get some pints of wiper in. Not some, some pints of truth, you know. No, no, truth, no, no, no. I quite like pints, some, some pints of wiper. I think I don't even need to make my argument on this one. I just let you, <laughs> you, you get on with it. Yeah, cool. He's made the argument for you there, Biles. So carry on. What's going on then, Biles? What's your reasoning? Do you know what I, well, because I think it's a gimmick. And there's a thing, I think is a thing these days where unless I could... The, the the thing I can only think where I'm wrong is that there are actually two blokes, and I haven't looked in, into it enough to know that this isn't the case. Um, but it might be there's a bloke called Wiper, uh, you know, Jim Wiper and Dave True. That I would allow. Um, but I think it's the thing, and I've noticed it in a couple of. There's I have a real <laughs> I have a real problem, and this is for all the grammar pedants out there. You know, big up um, is uh, uh, writing lists of things that where they're not all the same. And it's the fact that wiper and true uh, to me is a noun and an adjective, and that winds me up. And there's also a place that I, I know that I can actually hear people falling asleep while I talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think it's a thing that because it doesn't sound right, people were oh that kind of rings a bell. It's bad English. There you go. Sorry, no no fun in in my analysis. I'm just speaking from the heart. Well. Can I talk from what I'm thinking is a fun place, the design of the cans? I don't really, I really oh, yeah. like. I really like what this Wiper and True like brand like style is. That bit, know, that bit like. in True, I'm going to in True. Uh, I can't. Yeah, I can't. <laughs> I can't. I can't argue with that. I, that is pretty faultless. My beef is only with the name. No, I, um, I, I'm also a big fan of the can design. I like how simple. It is, yeah. but I really love the pictures because I've got um I've got an old school um I believe top of my head it's a Japanese style fishing boat. Oh, that's the Sundance IPA you're saying. Yeah, the, the yeah oh yeah the the Sundance IPA oh. which I highly rate, but we'll come back to that in a little bit. Um, but yeah, I, we, I love the yeah. I love the gold on the white. I think it's fantastic. Should we should we explain exactly what it is we see when we you know if if people might be out and about and just hear us talk about it and then maybe they will look out for this as a result but is it like a mm. a, a, a whiter than white can really really mm. really plain yeah. isn't it mm-hmm. um black bold typeface and then just a gold i mean actually the the ring pull the top of the can is gold and then there yep. is a uh gold I mean, illustration a motif yeah and an illustration yeah. on the front which is um you know the the symbol of the particular beer that you're drinking with wiper and true written in, yeah. in, in black over the top yeah. and it's quite cool yes yeah, so, because i like you have got the sundance uh rich which is the um the the india pale ale uh, yeah. and i'm also i have kaleidoscope which is the sort of african elephant with holding mm. uh holding a hop in its trunk it is a hop right I, well i did think instantly it must be a hop but it almost could be quite ornate looking it could also be like a some sort of flower know, as well isn't it yeah yeah or like a pine cone you know because it's quite big <laughs> it's quite a big hop that's true it is big for a hop, <laughs> in, comparison, isn't it? in comparison to it like you know the size of the elephants you know it would that be a is big a pine very cone, large to be fair, hop. wouldn't it yeah exactly so <laughs> so i have to feel like those aren't in proportion you know? yeah <laughs> so so i'm just i'm just Maybe taking a tiny elephant that, uh, so I'm just taking a look at their other designs, and they are all very they, they are all very true to like they're all that it's got a gold picture on. But um, there, there is a slight difference to one of their cans, um, which is their alcohol free lager, mm. and they've gone mm. for like um, a bluey metallic. I, I believe it's the either the sun rising or the moon setting, one of the yeah. two, which I think yes. is quite cool. 
Well, it's to link with their because um, I've, I've got, they've done a whole post about they've injected a bit of color and by you know they've been black, uh, white, black, and gold. They said for ten years, and so now they've injected some color. Let me give you a, a, a guess each of where on their kind of core range. And we'll go back to their um, tomorrow their alcohol for yeah. a second. But on their core range, how do you think they've integrated a bit of color onto these classic, you know, kind of white, black, and gold can designs? What do you reckon? I'm sorry, I'm drawing a blank on that. They've, yeah. Are you saying there's, there is, there is, there's a, they, they've added a pop of color now on these cans. Where oh, do you right. think they'll have added, added a bit of okay. color? I was, I was looking at my can that hasn't got the color on. these are brand have, new mate. cans. Well, yeah. I'm looking, I'm, I'm looking at one and it's an elephant. Yeah. Um, and I believe it is, the, um, it's multicolored. Um, uh, I'm a, yeah. I believe it, I believe it is for, um, I believe it is for a certain month that I believe started. Just now. Just now. June. It's this month, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. so. But that's for Pride. Okay. But on their non-Pride limited edition cans, they've injected a bit of color onto their core cans. Um, so I just took, put you at your misery. Yeah. So they've, they've, up. for each can, they've got a little roundel, little circle with the percentage, the ABV inside. And that is what they've injected a bit of color into. That is it. So each of these white and it looks nice. Oh. The, the cans look exactly the same as what you have right now, but they have a small circle with a different color. You know, with the percentage of it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've got a picture of it. Yeah, that's yeah. I've, um, yeah. I've I've just seen it. I feel it doesn't need it. <laughs> I, I feel, feel like it's a bit. You know, <laughs> I, I think it's a bit rubbish. In all honesty, <laughs> I don't think I don't know if you need to pull the ABV out that much. You know, draw that much attention to the ABV. You know, that that's my first gut reaction. Well, um, it feels like they've been given like someone said to them, like a consultant in the beer industry said, right, you need to have color on your cans you know that's what consumers are wanting that's what they're used to seeing and these guys have gone but we've been black white and gold for 10 years we're not going to change that and they're like but you need to have some sort of color and they've gone right well i understand the reasons why we need it but we'll do it our way so here's a little dot of color yeah on our cans that's interesting because i actually i weirdly would normally go actually i quite appreciate having it quite clearly pointed out to me because <laughs> I'm, I'm a short <laughs> attention span, um, but what the ABV is, um, but actually, in the, in the, uh, while we're on that topic, I'm a little bit like I don't, I'm resistant to change. So if they had it one way before, I think stick stick with it. <laughs> do you reckon? Yeah. Do, do you reckon it's improved beer sales? I I personally don't think it has. I don't think it's about. Yeah, maybe it has. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's too early. It sounds like this is a very, very recent change. And clearly, we've got cans that don't have these dots on yeah, them. Yeah. So they, they're not in circulation, for at least what we've got. Um, you don't have to search I, yeah, too hard for the ABV without it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Everyone knows how to find an ABV on a can, really. You know, It's always in the mandatories on the back of can, and most, can comp- and most beer companies put them on the front of pack as well, You know, so you can see them. But I want to draw your attention, Drabs, on that picture that you were looking at with the new circle um, ones. Yes. Yeah. It's probably showing you the tomorrow underneath. Which which can from their core range do you think and, and beer do you think their tomorrow non alcoholic lager is linked with? Um, I'm assuming it's the the today lager. There you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh, you know what? <laughs> I quite like that. Left a gaping That's, hole uh... of a of a trick question. In there. <laughs> oh, well, well I did, I didn't, I did, I did not notice that, but that's actually really cool. Yeah, I yeah. think that's pretty good. I think that's today's that's... for lager and tomorrow being non-alcoholic. Because let's yeah. face it, that's what the future is. In you know, I like that. And on to the future as well. It's quite cool. I really don't want to be drinking yesterday's lager. 
<laughs> that said, I, I haven't tried. I've tried a few of their beers before, and these guys were at the craft beer festival that we went to in August, as I remember. Oh, uh, I remember yeah. being particularly taken with uh, these beers. I had had them before a couple of times, I'm sure. Um, I remember being particularly taken with these be- beers at the craft beer festival because also they definitely had got their chilling game on point. They seemed to have it. Yeah. It was a real yeah. hot day, and they had managed to get yeah. icy cold. And I remember having one. I was like. Oh, that is good. Mm, spot on. Um, but they're yeah. really nice beers. So yeah, from, really from like the them. ones I've, I've tasted, just uh, each of them sort of seem clean and crisp and not, um, I feel like, not repeating on me very much. And, no. And, and that I'm, I kind of drink and then half an hour later I go, oh, I wish I hadn't had that. I'm just <laughs> constantly going, yeah, I could go for a bit more actually. Uh, I'm currently having that um, that a kaleidoscope, which is yeah, wonderful. I'm trying. I'm trying the Sundance IPA, and I am absolutely. I've, I I can't remember trying these at the craft beer festival. I'm assuming I did. Um, yeah, we had been around a few others before. Yeah, but I. So it's kind of like coming back to it the first time, and I am absolutely enjoying this IPA. It's it's well. The best way I can describe it is it's well balanced. You can sometimes get some um, some IPAs that are just a bit too hard and a bit too heavy, but this is not making. I'm getting the like light so hoppy that your jaw falls off. Sort of. That's it, yeah. <laughs> so so hoppy that it hurts, but they're they're hitting an absolutely fantastic balance here with yeah. it. And I could I could session on this for a little while. I could have a three four of these and be quite happy when someone'd be like, "Oh, that's nice," but I only want the one. Yeah, well, I reckon three or four, you'd be pretty happy anyway. I'd certainly, yeah, that's so, it. Yeah. I'd be more than just happy. I'd be quite giddy. I think yeah. after three, four beers. Um, but I, I mean, I'm I'm enjoying this kaleidoscope pale ale. I think this is really tasty, and I, I'm also reminiscent of our time having it in the very hot sunshine of, of August and thinking how spot on these were. But we are very, you know, I, I was kind of diving a bit more into these guys. Obviously, you know, Bristol base, love that kind of you know vibe. Got a lot of soft spot for Bristol. Bristol, but they did start fr- out. We, we spent time in Bristol. Let everyone know. <laughs> Drabbers, Drabbers wants, wants to hear more, more about that we were in Bristol for a while. Bristol. I did some of the best parking I've ever done in Bristol. Bristol. It's got a fond spot in my head. Uh, <laughs> Bristol, it's cool. Joe and I know it. Um, but I was loving that they actually started out at home, as we've seen with a lot of craft, you know, newer breweries that have started out. Um, you know, pots, pans in the in the in the stove and the kitchen. Um, but they actually also then kind of took that on the road and became a nomadic <clears throat> brewer. So they went and popped all, they jumped around the country, you know, working with lots of different yeah. breweries um, before they then settled in back in Bristol. Um, and, you know, from those those days of 10 years ago of like brewing on, you know, having a you know a nomadic kind of brewing lifestyle, they now have two breweries in Bristol. One, which is the original um, in, um, it's in St. Werber's in Bristol. Do you know where that is, Barbara? Off the top of your head? St. Werberg's. St. Werberg's. I Bristol. don't. I don't. No, that's exposed me for going, Bristol. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll do a bit of Googling on the side of that one. Yeah. Um, and that's where they have all their barrel-aged and mixed fermentation beers coming out of. And the original tap room is still there. Um, and then they have them in, from July 2022. So this is only a year old now. As they're about to come up to their um, their first year of this new place. Is That's where they have their much larger headquarters in Old Market. So right in the slap bang in the center of Bristol mm. um, in Old Market. And that's where they're doing all, you know, they, they, they go into a lot of details about their custom designed German engineered brew kit, which all sounds very fancy. But the idea of doing that in 10 years, 
you know, from one thing to another. I mean, I picked this up, this wiper and true in Waitrose, you know, which is you know supermarket yeah. chain here in, in the UK. That is amazing to yeah. think that you've done 10 years of, of investment and life into, into something and, and you're coming out with some fantastic, you know, beers and, you know, that can reach the masses. That's quite a life cycle. I was going to go in because we recently talked about uh, Wild Beer Co. I was about to go in a bit hard on Wiper and True because also I was looking at their, uh, b- beside the name, which I also wanted to say mm. it was just the name I didn't like. I didn't, the beer is lovely. But considering how hard I went on um, Wild Beer about the cost of their beers, I was looking through Wiper and True is because actually I was looking at that the, they do a, a builder box option on their website if you were to go and buy your own where you are breaking bulk basically so they will give you whatever quantity of each one that they've got so there are some there where you're paying four maybe even nearly five quid on a couple of these beers which are can sizes of 440 (laughs) i'm just checking myself um which actually was a sort of price point i was critiquing wild beer for um but actually this is that's in a situation that's in a scenario where you can have any combination of their many options that, that you want rather than I think what we were looking at with wild beer was that was just the unit price even if you buy a big you know a slab of, of the same beer anyway so um, uh, sort of a point but not a point there for me again so you're welcome <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm just I'm just I'm just looking at some of the events they hold um at there and one took there's something called wiper walkies um which is a with a meet at the barrel store at 3 p.m for a one hour walk around the mouth circling back to the tap room and for a free pint with your dog which oh, i quite like that does sound good that sounds right up my street for sure which are there for all the barking yeah <laughs> also pints and pottery which is where uh, you get to do some where you get to make something out of clay whilst drinking beer ah uh. That's, that's the only way to make things from clay, if I'm quite honest. That's, like, <laughs> that's copious amounts of beer. That's definitely a thing, not by far from me. Is, is, that, is that becoming a, a, a fad where you guys are? There is like a pottery place where like it's been Ooh. a little bit more popular with like Hindus and stuff, but you go and... Because ah. <laughs> I'm on Hindus all the time. And you pot. Um, yeah. <laughs> you, you pot and you have a little drink and then you pot a bit more and then you... yeah. Paint and paint fun. your pottery. Something a bit different. Because I guess with that, especially for like a Hindu kind of event, like you have something at the end of it that you can run around town with. You know, a pot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you run around town holding the pot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's well, exactly you're, you're out you're out on a Hindu, you're not gonna go home straight away after your potting class. That's you're true. never to be moving on to the next event in the next location with your pots. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> of course. Um Or don't or don't you have to put a pot on a kiln? That's true. Yes, yeah, that is. I, I'm that is the, the one I, <laughs> yeah. a, you also make them out of clay a lot of the time in as well. a kiln. Yeah, on a, in a if kiln. You put it on a kiln, they oh. won't get hot enough. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's in the place I was talking it also about. Also, doesn't work if you put it around a kiln as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It has to be in it adjacent or to under. Not, is that, not, is not right. Um, it's true. The one I was talking about, they actually paint the the pots rather than bake them. Ah, yeah. okay. Bake it. Well, we love to talk and highlight about a brewery's sustainability credentials, especially when they have very nicely told us all about what they're doing for their sustainability <laughs> credentials. Um, you know, everything from, you know, tr- having a B Corp application, they've gone and sought external sustainability um, experts to help them with their business. Uh, they've got an internal sustainability manager since 2019. They're on track to become carbon neutral by 2030. 
you know, that's from everything from, you know, sustainably sourced cardboard, uh, you know, using cornstarch labels for their beer cans, um, and also, you know, how they capture their car, their capture. Oh, and also as well, giving the spent grain goes and feeds cows. Ah, so that's all bit that's fun, what you want. circular type for bit economy. So yeah, you know, all doing the right things that we would hope and expect from a, uh, a you know, what, what I'm kind of, you know, dubbing is quite a cool, energetic company. You know, these guys are doing something really interesting here. Um, making some deliciously tasty beers. And I can't get over how just clean and crisp their branding is. I think it's really cool. Um, and, you know, I've seen photos of their tap rooms um, and that does this design aesthetic extends into their tap rooms. And it looks really, it looks really modern. It looks like you're going into like a, a cool, modern, sleek, you know, New York coffee shop, you know, but it's a, it's a oh, tap yeah. room, you know, it's just really, it's really good. If you go on their Instagram, you can see some of their, some photos yeah, of, of the tap I, rooms. It's, it's that, that consistency aids the fact like, like they have actually got quite an identity of their own, haven't they? Mm. They don't look. You almost when you look at the cans, they almost look like they don't belong with all the other beers, yeah. Because um, of the way they're they're all designed now, but they're it's absolutely beautiful beer once you do get hold of them. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, that, that I normally don't give too much credence to the the design that sort of thing, but it is kind of permeating through their company values, doesn't it? Um, it's it's what they're all about. I think they read, read the other stuff that they say about they really want you to also when you first have a sip of this beer, you go. It's a phrase they keep using: "beautiful beer," isn't it? You, you, the idea is that you go, oh, I like oh that. that's, that's beautiful. That is. And that's now beautiful I'm, beer. I, I could maybe work on advertising for them if they need, but, <laughs> um, but Just... that consistency sort of reinforces what? the message, isn't it? Is it one of those beers where you have to bite your bottom lip when mm. you're looking at it? <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I'm so glad I just saw you do that on the camera. <laughs> that was just for you, Bob. Oh, is it is it hot in here? Is it me? <laughs> no, it's beautiful beer. That's it. <laughs> um, numbers wise, then, then yeah, what? they have. Shall we do that? Should we do that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so on Instagram, they have twenty three point four k followers. Mm. Nice. So a heady amount. And on Twitter, they have fifteen point four k followers. So. They're doing well. Some big old numbers up there. Um, oh, very good. The lovely drop. It is a bit yeah. costly. I think very tasty. I can't remember. I got mine so long ago. I've been sat patient. I can't believe I'm not drunk them before we got to to record on it. But um, um, they've been sat patiently in my fridge, and I couldn't remember what I actually paid for mine. But um, I remember thinking, looking at their their one by one, that despite the point I made earlier about that is when they do, you do the mix and match. I think they're, they're not, they're not a lead in beer, but um, yeah. they are pretty tasty. They are I've pr- just built a 12 pack of their mix box and it's 40, 43 pounds. I've just, I've just randomly selected beers of their 12 pack to make up 12 beers for 43 pounds. That sounds a bit expensive in my eyes. That is, that's mm. quite expensive for, for 12. 12 beers. Yeah. But enjoy liking them. what they're doing, and maybe what's your uh, your bargain box place in Weymouth? Oh, Wise Buys. I'll be yeah, Wise uh, Buys. Yeah, I'll be waiting for them to turn up in Wise Buys. <laughs> patiently. It's all right. I brought some. Was it? Um, so what was the brewery? Um, I got some. I got some. Is it Cannonball? Is it Cannonball the brewery? Uh, Cannonball's not ringing any bells with me. I'm afraid. No. Or is it Magic? Nose. Was it Magic Rock? Magic, Magic Rock, Rock is a big is... brewery, but you've got Cannibal Creek Brewery as well. No, they well, are, maybe... they're from the US, so I doubt it's it. Was it Magic? I, def- 
I definitely got some magic. Well, oh, I can't remember no, you're thinking of Cannonball by Magic Rock Brewing. There that's we go. Beer that I, they make. That's there it. That, that's that's where I got it from. Yeah, that was that was hella cheap there. <laughs> <laughs> hella, <laughs> hella cheap. Oh wow, I really hope people start saying hella again. I'm gonna tell, I'm gonna tell them that Travis started it. Yeah, I'm bringing it back. <laughs> <laughs> And that's all we have time for in this week's episode of the I'll Try That Podcast. And so from me, Joe, Rich, Barber, and Simo, goodbye. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, I'll Try That Podcast.com, and watch us on YouTube. Goodbye now. <laughs>